0: Are we good to go? Absolutely, sir. We're going to crack him like a walnut. Can we at least try to stay on schedule this time? Yes, yes sir. sir. Hey, I'm asking out that piece of ass for payroll, the one with the... Jesus, Miles. They told you it's sensitivity training. You can't talk about women like that. I'm just expressing my appreciation for the female form. God.
1: body I'm Rima
0: and I'm Sean
1: and this is strange indeed a podcast dedicated to the show Altered Carbon
0: Today we'll be covering the fourth episode from Altered Carbon titled Force of Evil
1: Well the, I I oh this was a good one I'm so ready to talk about this one and jump into our top 5 what do you say Sean
0: Yeah let's jump into this VR interrogation room and see what happens <laughs>
1: Be gentle. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you get it started?
0: All right. So my f- number five uh, is just going to be kind of tied around the Day of the Dead celebration. Like in this universe at Bay City, it seems like they really, really make the Day of the Dead like this huge celebration. Like I'm a big fan of Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things like, you know, everybody dresses up. It's usually if you go out, it's a good time. And I like I liked the idea of like you could put on a costume and be somebody else for a night. And nobody really judges you but here it's more of like a a very sacred almost like religious holiday um i know in like uh mexican tradition i know uh day of the dead's like a huge huge deal like um yeah but with this it even seems like it expands past that it seems like everybody has this big celebration of like and i don't know if it's because death is something different now like you know most right. people don't die but it's just kind of cool to see you know just this big celebration um You know, the family, the Ortegas, they're having this big dinner party, which was really cool. Um, We get an uninvited guest, or kind of uninvited, I guess. Kind of invited, but not really invited, which (laughs) I'll talk about later. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of cool to see that uh, in a futuristic world, kind of the things that they hold on to is a big, like, celebration. Because, you know, you look in the past, you know, like, you know, holidays that we celebrate now weren't, like, big holidays back in the day. So, you know, you jump forward 300 years, like, oh, wow, like... Why do they get all excited during the middle of summer? Like, why are they barbecuing and, like, shooting off those loud fireworks? It's just the it's just the July 4th. Like, what's special about this? You know, it's just – it's kind of cool to see these different things and, like, how now in this world that this is just a big, like, you know, shut down the city, celebrate, and, uh, you know, kind of look, look – I guess look to the past and even though there's potentially future for everybody now.
1: Yeah, I – I, I like everything that you said, and and totally agree with that. It seemed like because, like you said, it's not just. I mean, Day of the Dead is is really big. We know in like the Latino culture, but it wasn't what was it that they said? I mean, it wasn't just like that because uh, I mean, not everyone on the show's Latina, but um, it seemed like they combined some holidays. The um, what was it? Thanksgiving, Halloween, and Dia de Mortis.
0: Yeah, it really did. did. So
1: they. At least that's what it sounded like when whenever Poe was talking about it in the beginning. And I'll definitely talk more about Poe because I just love him and I think he's adorable. Um, and dig his character. But it sounded like whenever um, Victor was kind of giving him crap because was funny when he turned around and he sees Poe <laughs> dressed <laughs> up in his costume. <laughs> I just thought that was so great. Um, and he's like, are you kidding me? And it sounded like from what Poe said, it, it appears that they've combined those holidays um i mean we are very far into the future but they're still holding to some traditions um so it sounds it almost seemed to me and and maybe i was just confused so anyone out there please feel free to correct me but that's what because i'm it seemed like like you said like a really big deal like they were telling ortega when they left that guy after she kind of zapped him and they're like hey take him down to holding and they're like uh you know, oh, no, no one's around, you know, just leave him there. He's not going anywhere. He's like, you're lucky we brought him at all. It's it's all Hallow's Eve. So they make it sound like this holiday isn't just like one holiday uh, for for one group of people. It sounds like it's a pretty big deal all around.
0: Yeah, it's exactly so. the gist I got. And, I, and you kind of wonder, you know, it's, uh, again, I think I heard this through like different communications, so it may be completely false, but you know, like they always talk about like Christmas was created because... Uh, there was a king, I think, who moved to Christianity, and he's like, "Well, you know, Jesus is the light to me." And the the twenty fifth is, I think, the God of Light Day or something like that. So he's like, "Oh, so that must have been when Jesus was born." So we'll celebrate this day as the birth of Jesus, and that's kind mm-hmm. of just you get here is it's just like, you know, this this world is completely changed. There's different like religion still there, but there's a lot of different stuff, and it's kind of like, okay, let's just roll all these things into one big celebration. We'll call it All Hallows Eve or Halloween, and just kind of celebrate it all at one time.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like I said, that's my number five is just this cool little Day of the Dead celebration here on this day uh, with, you know, the Bay City people.
1: I like it. And and it looks like a lot of fun because I'm like you. I, I love Halloween. It is my favorite um, holiday next to St. Patrick's Day,
0: which yeah, is coming one of, up. One of these uh, Halloweens, I'm going to dress up as Casey Jones. I've got a mask identified I've got golf clubs I'm going to pick up and
1: really yeah that's cool. I really like that yeah i'm I'm excited i um gosh I, I should i know it's early it's only March, but I feel like I should already start planning what i'm going to do for <laughs> it's like that big of a deal to me. it's like I have to plan in advance and come up with something really cool and unique and amazing um Okay, really good top five. I like that. Or, or number five, sorry. Um, so my number five is VR world. Um, I, I, I think we kind of got a little taste of not quite this torture place that, that Kovach was in, but seeing Victor's daughter, Lizzie Elliot that was like stuck in this like VR world world and Poe has kind of put her into like another like in this VR room it's like this special suite or something that he has so we're kind of seeing a little bit about how because you are basically this digital conscious that you can be uploaded i guess into these VR worlds and it it's i mean it's like it's almost like you're pretty helpless at least in this case where i guess it's specifically designed to cut you off um, and you're basically under their control and being tortured. I mean, and it looks like it really kind of sucks. I mean, he Kovach definitely had limited capabilities. Like, they took away, like, he could feel all the pain. Um, he, his responses and reflexes were not as quick. Um, and he didn't have his all of his, like, combat training. Um, and I thought that, I mean, and it sounded really awful. Like, they have the ability, this technology they have the ability to torture you over and over and they can even like kill you um, like a hundred times and just keep bringing you back up And what's worse is you can feel all of it because it's like the mind is the mind and pain is pain is I think what they said. I thought how horrible would that be And it seems like it would be a pretty effective torture um, device. It's like they just keep breaking you down until you crack, you know and tell them, what you want to hear or what they want to hear. Um, it, and it seemed pretty awful. Um, so that, that's just my number five is just, I don't want to go too in depth. I'm going to leave it kind of, you know, generic at this point. Cause I think we're going to probably talk a lot more about it and kind of take a deeper dive. But I just thought that that was kind of interesting to see how just more and more of the technology of this world. I think we keep getting glimpses of it and then we get a big piece of it and we just get more and more exposed and, uh, this didn't look so great. Where's the really cool, like, Star Trek VR world where you, it's like a holodeck or something?
0: Yeah, <laughs> can, we don't see any of, like, the video game <laughs> aspect of this or, like, the the leisure. It's all very much for, like, torture and things like that or, like you said, that bad loop. Um, so I'm really curious to see. And I wonder if it's because of, a, like, a financial thing because, like, you see, like, whenever they're walking the streets of that, like, it seems like there's a lot more have and have nots in this world. Either you're sitting above the clouds with all your money and your multiple lives and your clones and your daughter's taking over one of your clones to be creepy, or you're at the bottom level of the street where you have nothing and you're bartering for candy with some creepy dude on the side of the street.
1: Right. Yep. So that's all I got on that one.
0: All right. So for my number four, I I've kind of titled this sensitivity training. So in this episode, we really get, like, a clear picture that nobody is really PR or very, like, HR friendly with the, the way they say things. Uh-huh. So we get, we get Ortega walking in, and they're, she's trying to explain that she saw somebody at the party from last episode. And she's getting kind of frustrated with the dude trying to hack into it and figure it out. And, like, he's like, oh, you must be on your period. And I'm like, oh all right, you're going to have to go see HR. Mm -hmm. But she just did not take anything from it. She's just like, whatever, you know. And I kind of figure like a lot of police stations and like a lot of like more dude-centric areas like in the past definitely talked about like that. I know it's like nowadays it's very much like you can't say things like that because it's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And you kind of figure like in the future it would be the same way, like maybe even more so, but not in this case. And we see that Ortega can, can throw it around too. Oh yeah. So as she's walking uh, up to the crime scene, there's a reporter who's saying like, blah 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 about like, you know, hey, we hear there's this thing, it's bad. You know, what the hell are you gonna do about it? And Ortega just looks at her and is like, hey, go fist yourself. <laughs> no, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, and the other one, I can't remember who said it, but at some point somebody said, stab yourself in the dick.
1: Yeah, Ortega told that to Kovac.
0: Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah she oh can yeah. Shit.
0: So when they were having the, uh, the two conversation where he's like cutting himself and she's like, whatever, just stab yourself in the dick, uh, made me kind of chuckle. But I mean, it's just kind of interesting that, you know, we get to this world and, and I don't know if it's because it's all, it's like right before you would see things like, um, Oh shit. What was the movie? Uh, Mad Max. Like, mm-hmm. like this seems like people that are right on the cusp of like society collapsing and being in a Mad Max esque world. So you wonder if like, you know, uh, PR, like, uh, not PR, but, uh, uh, PC type conversations go out the windows. Like, listen, I've, I haven't eaten, I'm starving and you're being a real dick right now. So just stab yourself in it. and Get out of my way. (laughs) Right. But I just kind of think it's interesting. And my number four was just the sensitivity training that might need to happen here. Um, you know, the sexual harassment in Bay city sounds like it could be a Bay city at, you know, Bay city channel nine at five sexual harassment in Bay city.
1: Oh my gosh! I I I find it so hilarious that you brought that up too, because that's that's my number two was not enough, not enough sensitivity training (laughs) was my number two, because yeah, and it wasn't just this guy. I, I don't know if he was. Um, I know he was like an IT guy. I don't know if he was a cop too, or if he's just like the IT guy at the cop station or whatever. But his comment, yeah, to Ortega, you know, because she's overreacting and you know, she's so adamant that she saw someone and he can't find it. And so he's like, Are you on your period? I just <laughs> if someone said that to me, I'd be also going to HR because I would have done punch the guy. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what guy who is sober anyway, says that around any woman in this day and age. Um, that That is just so offensive um, and just, no, just not right. And I'm sure you, uh, having been, you know, you're married, uh, that's definitely something you don't say around your wife and her no, presence. Uh, yeah, and you I grew up better. with a
0: sister, and that was definitely like, that was not coming out because she would punch me in the face. I'd be like, Mom. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, well, you yeah, know, kind of deserved it.
1: Right. No sympathy for you. So, (laughs) so yeah, and it's just unacceptable. And it's, I was just really surprised. I think that's why I put it in my top five was this whole lack of sensitivity training or maybe not enough was going around or they're kind of lax about it because it's like, really, we're, we're, I think, what, like 300 years or something in the future? Oh, at least, about. Yeah. So um, to think that where we are today and that we haven't advanced enough 300 years in the future that we're still saying, oh, what are you on your period? And the guys at that VR lab at the clinic where Kovach was in the very beginning, yeah, those yeah, two guys are point. bantering. And he's that one guy's talking about, oh, and this girl's, you know, he's talking about the size of this woman's breasts that he's trying to... um you know, get with or something. And it's like so we had a couple of examples of that. But then like you said, you know, it was kind of the same thing, you know, with Ortega. She kinda of dishes it out too, um, with that comment she made to the reporter and, you know, what she said to Kovach. So it seems like that there, there's still some um, I guess insensitivity happening um in this world. So I found found that interesting as well. So I'm glad that you had that in your top five as well. Um, so do you
0: think it was like something with the big battle somehow pushed pushed us like further back in our cultural growth? Or I mean, do you think it's just more commonplace banter now in this world?
1: Maybe, but it I mean it sounds like that they do have – some form of sensitivity training because they do, you know, you need to go back to sensitivity training or you learn that in sensitivity training, you know, better, you can't say things like that. Um, So it sounds like that maybe it's um, just more dependent, maybe where you work. I mean, we know like cop stations are a little bit more, you know, um, Oh, what's the word? Like there's just a lot of that type of banter, I guess, or I guess st- what you would think of a stereotypical type of, of place um, than like a big corporation that might, you know, have to control that a little bit better versus yeah. like a cop station where that kind of banter is probably a little bit more common because it's so because you're around rough people all the time, you know, and, and you deal with rough situations, you deal with rough people, you're dealing with criminals You know, so you're kind of rough and tough yourself, kind of, I guess. So maybe that's why that's a little bit back and forth. And maybe that's why Ortega didn't take such offense to that comment, because I I was kind of surprised that she didn't react a little bit more like she would like she was just like, you know, just kind of just didn't even act like she heard it really like it was just part of the the, their talk and their banter back and forth. Um, And she just kept talking about, you know, the, the missing person that they couldn't see or whatever. So I don't know. I I I don't know if it just depends on on where you work and the type of situation that you're in. It didn't seem too unacceptable. Nobody seemed to get too upset about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if we saw like some like the HR girls at that that corporation where they were doing the uh, VR interrogation. Like maybe there, because like you said, because it's a corporation, there's a little bit more non leniency in those discussions. And we don't know. Like maybe her and that IT guy had a a relationship where they banter like that. Like you know, maybe she mm-hmm. makes fun of his you know sexuality or is like just makes fun of him in a way that like they poke at each other. But I didn't really get that gist uh, from the, the quick banter that we had. Like, I felt like this is a guy that just dropped in and made a period joke for no reason.
1: Yeah. I think he was just kind of being a jerk in my, in my <laughs> opinion, but that's just me. Um That's a really good number four. Do you have anything else you want to say about that?
0: Nope. That'll tie up my number four. Cool.
1: Uh My number four is We got a little of insight into the stack technology. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because we didn't get a whole lot of info, but we did get a little something when we were um, at dinner with the Ortegas, as you mentioned. And, you know, of course, they're having this debate. It seems this debate goes on and on about, uh, you know, should we, you know, be um like re-upping ourselves. I say re-up like I'm playing Mario Brothers or something. <laughs> one up. We're one upping. <laughs> um but when you can get re-sleeved and brought back and such. Um so we learned over this dinner and they're having, you know, their debate because they're of a religious faith and and if you're and the faithful don't do this and they like um disabled their coding or whatever it is to be brought back so they're having this debate and we find out from ortega that there were some explorers that discovered what they called the elder ruins and in these ruins discovered this metal technology for the stack so now we know this is alien technology
0: yeah i thought that was a very quick line too
1: yeah so we we don't learn anything else other than that. I'm sure, I mean, maybe we'll get more because I find it kind of interesting. I don't have to know all the pieces of the puzzle or know too much more than that, but it certainly makes me curious to know a little bit more. Uh, like how long ago did it happen? Because we know that everybody is, when they're born, is loaded with one of these stacks. Now, whether you choose to, you know, reuse it and keep, you know, or, or store yourself and, and be you know, resleep later on, either on a permanent basis or a semi-permanent basis or a rental period like we saw for this day when she <laughs> brought her grandmother back. But um, you know, I just thought it was kind of interesting to finally learn that it wasn't us that did this. We kind of had some help through some alien technology. And um I hope we get to learn a little bit more about that. So I was pleased to get a little bit of in, insight as to, as to that, and maybe we 'll learn a little bit more as we go,
0: yeah, I like that little line they threw in there It was like it was, you know, we came on this this ruins, and we found this alien technology, and you have to wonder like you know I think uh it was a a transformers movie, which they're all terrible, but this was kind of a cool idea is that like we found these alien transformers, and from like nineteen thirty when we found these to now, like our technology just boomed because we're able to you know figure out how this thing worked and build mm-hmm. our own style of it. And, you know, you just think like if that happened, if like some alien crash landed here and we're able to take that information and, you know, kind of retrofit it to what we have today, like what kind of things should we come up with? And in this world they kind of have that, which is just kind of a cool idea. I really liked it.
1: It was, but it reminds me so much of, um, you know, X-Files and alien technology and how that never works out well. And all, <laughs> all people want is just to to dominate the world and <laughs> – <laughs> I'm just well, like
0: no, not no sci- good comes of that <laughs> yeah it's not sci-fi if there's not like a little bit of fear and scariness from that
1: <laughs> I know I know that was, I'm on an X-Files kick right now so with the new season so <laughs> it just reminds me of that but yeah it was kind of cool to see some of that so alien technology um, what is your number three
0: alright so my number three ties in a little bit to that and I've titled it fun grandma <laughs> So
1: he was great. Yeah. So (laughs) he was great. Whatever.
0: We see Ortega tase that dude. That was a ruffian. Like he was talking about like a three way with her and her mom Mm -hmm. and she has enough of it and tase him. I thought she killed him at first. Like that's just what I assumed. Like he was dead or his body was dead.
1: He hit pretty hard for sure.
0: And you know, she like looks around and like, what the hell is she going to do with this body? And we see, you know her walking out with this guy and he's acting a little strange, like a little weird. And you know, you figure out that somehow she probably put some kind of stack in her or stack in the, the guy. And we find out like, Oh my gosh, like it's her grandma and she's bringing her back for the day of the dead celebration. I'm like, this is awesome. It is cool. <laughs> and I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I've ever had this kind of grandma. Like my grandmas are all like super sweet and like, you know, like your old homestyle grandmas. Mm -hmm. But this was kind of like a a grandma who gave no Fs. Like she was dropping F-bombs. She's like, I'm doing shots. Who wants shots? Let's do tequila shots right now. And, you know, it was just kind of fun. Like she's cursing in front of the kids, making them laugh. Her daughter is like embarrassed by it. It's like, oh my gosh, act like an older lady even though you're in this gangster's body.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And, you know, the the coolest thing too is this, you know, it's – It's sad in a sense, I guess, that her and her daughter didn't have like a goodbye because I think the grandma knew, like, this is the last time I'm going to do this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as she's leaving, you know, she's talking to Ortega and it's kind of telling her about, like, hey, you know, next year, don't bring me back. But before she does that, she asks Ortega, she's like, hey, got any drugs in this place? Like, (laughs) I've never done drugs before, but I could go for some drugs
1: why not it's not your body yeah why not?
0: <laughs> that's a uh, uh kevin smith um is a dude i absolutely love and uh at some point in one of his podcasts him and his mom ate pot brownies and no way so, yeah so they recorded an episode of she ate pot brownies he just like asked her a bunch of things and that's what i would like to do one day is like to get high i've never been high like i've never smoked weed in my life and in all seriousness and that's I've your story
1: weed. and you're sticking to it no, no I,
0: I actually i've i've never i never have good for you <laughs> um that's one of those things, like, man, you know, it's like I'm 32 and, like, I would like to try it at some point. And, you know, it's one of the things, like, if I get to an age where I can or it becomes legal enough that I can, like, I would love to get pot brownies or for and my dad just to sit down and eat those and just, like, talk about random stuff. I think it would be mm-hmm. a really good time. Uh, but that's what kind of remind me here is, like, getting high with grandma, talking about stuff. And she gets real serious she, where she says, like, hey, you know what? This is the last time. Like, I don't want to come back anymore and she kind of i don't know if she has that like religious awakening where she's like okay i think it's my time to figure out what's next
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but it, you know the guy who played the the character i think did a great job is like he's the the tough badass dude like evil guy at the beginning and then he just becomes this like fun loving grandma you know at the party so uh so, yeah, my number my number three, I just kind of titled, uh, you know, Party Fun Grandma.
1: And and she's definitely he, she uh, was worth mentioning, that's for sure. Uh, really good
0: <laughs> Hey, kids, three. I'm pink standing up!
1: <laughs> it's hilarious. You know those kids were having, like, the best time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're there. She made it all fun with their, you know, dour talk and being all serious. And, you know, she was being quite hilarious like you said with her tequila shots and it was almost like Cinco de Mayo and not um, uh, the other holiday Dia de Muertes Um, so yeah she was definitely fun and I I just I thought that was really interesting I had it in um, in my notes I didn't have it in my top five but just thought it was really cool how you can rent a sleeve for the day you know that it and how cool would that be that you know because don't we all isn't there like don't we all like have a relative that we would love to be able to bring back? And if you can't in this world afford to just resleeve them and have them with you all the time that you could at least have an option to bring them back for like Christmas or, you know, for whatever holiday or a special occasion or birthday or something like that where you could bring them back. I think we all have lost at least one loved one, if not more than one, um, that it would be really cool to kind of bring back. And that's what I think what made this really interesting and something we could all probably relate to. Um, Because clearly they, you know, she was, she was a fun loving grandma, but you could clearly see she did love her family. She definitely had a love of family playing with the kids and, you know, having that moment with her daughter, telling her goodbye and stuff, Um, things like that, that, you know, I, I mean, I think we'd all love that. I know I would, you know, I've got, uh, you know, I've lost, I've lost many family members, but one, if I could bring back would definitely be, well, both my grandparents for sure. Um, that would be amazing. And she, (laughs) my grandma wasn't quite as sassy as this grandmother, but my grandmother definitely, she was very much a very sweet, down home kind of grandma, the best cook in the world. But I'm gonna tell you what she was. She could get pretty sassy, and it was so kind of out of character for her that when she brought it on, it was quite a treat indeed.
0: Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I
1: think that I think we all could kind of relate to that. How special that would be if you know maybe you can't because it, it sounds really expensive to re sleeve, but. um, at least having an option to maybe do this once a year or something.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that'd be worth all the trips. And we're like, you know, my grandma's a great cook too. Like to have her come back,
1: mm-hmm. cook
0: her fried chicken, you know, that night. And then that morning, make everybody biscuits and gravy. Like,
1: oh you know, like gosh. if you could
0: do that once a year, like that'd be worth... You know, all the money in the world and then some.
1: Yeah. Even if they were in uh, a tattooed up gangster body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, my grandma would probably be the ones like,
1: I'm standing up. I know, my grandma in this. I can't even imagine her being in a sleeved in this tall, you know, rough-looking, tattooed-up guy because she was this a very, very tiny, petite woman. I am not tiny nor petite, but she was so small. And, you know, but like I said, full of sass uh, when she wanted to be. I can't even imagine uh, how she'd react in that kind of a situation. But you know what? We'd all just deal with it because it would be super cool to have her or my gr- grandfather around again, even just once a year um, to do the things that we always enjoyed doing. So super cool super cool that you can do that i you know i guess you didn't think about that concept you know when we were seeing how you can be resleeved you know in, uh, in uh, the first couple episodes that we've seen you know i guess i never thought that you could have a temporary one but super cool and probably still expensive yeah okay my number three is riker we're, we we, now know this cop guy's name, this, uh, sleeve that Kovach has been uploaded in and his name is Riker. I think I saw, uh, somewhere that, um, or learned, I don't know if it was a spoiler when I said it because we learned it in this episode uh, that he was a police officer and that is now where Kovach rests. And we didn't get too much. We got enough to, I think, I mean, it's, Definitely left me intrigued to learn a little bit more about him and his association or relationship. I think there was a relationship there with Ortega. It wasn't just a working relationship. I thought, and you know, I think as evidenced by what we saw at the end of the episode there, um, and and how him being in this body related to what happened to him. Because you think that him being kidnapped in the last episode and then him being brought here. You know, it has something to do with him being Kovach that someone was after him um, based on who was trying to kill Lawrence Bancroft you know like whoever was trying to take out Lawrence Bancroft is trying to get rid of Kovach because they don't want him to discover or find out who tried to kill him um, but we find out that it doesn't seem to have anything to do with that they don't even realize that he is Kovach they th- just keep calling him Riker and um, so I I, I just – I now I want to know about this Riker. I want to know what happened to him. Um, if he was a cop, why was he – I guess was he killed, and that was just his body, his sleeve, I guess. Um, I just – like they said something like he killed a ctac officer. I, I just – I want to know more. I, I – as, as much as times I'm okay with not getting all of the story at other times I'm just it w- makes me want to pull my hair out like ah don't leave me hanging <laughs> tell me what the yeah. hell's
0: going on I mean this so. this episode had like I felt like this episode didn't have a lot of stuff in it but it set up a lot of stuff for the, the almost the second half of the season
1: oh yeah you're right this was a pretty good setup episode yeah
0: cause my number one is actually Riker and Ortega and from that all you know is that okay he's in the body of a guy named Riker Mm-hmm. And Ortega obviously has some concern for him to kill himself. Like she doesn't want him him to kill that body. Right. So like, was it a partner? Is it a relationship? Did he do something to save her? Like, we don't know any of these details. Yeah. All we know is that, you know, she's like, Hey, sit down and I'll tell you everything. And that's where the episode ends.
1: Yeah. Very, very intriguing. I hope they start that off on the next one. So we get a little bit more, but I'm intrigued. And it just, this story is like a spider's web that just <laughs> yeah. keeps just going in this direction and that direction. And then there's this person and, and it's hard to keep up with who is who because there's uh, this new Kovac. It looks like the original Kovach um, or maybe not the original. I think I'm getting slightly confused on who was the original Kovach because he's not the one that we saw in the first episode. So I, I'm i trying to learn to keep who who's straight and the way that they have his Uh, when he like remembers when he goes back to his memories, um, like in this one, whenever he was going back to his training and I'm like, well, I don't know the timelines of these. I don't know where in time this was happening. So I don't, I'm thinking that this was like his original, um, body or original sleeve, that he was in so that's kind of what I'm going with for now I could be wrong and I'm okay with that Um, but it's just very confusing keeping up with which Kovach is which and then the Kovach and and now we know this Rikers sleeve and this cop's body and I'm just my mind is it's not taking it well I really need to like not drink when I'm watching these episodes (laughs) (laughs) so I can try to make, make sense of things but anyway, that is my number three. So if you don't have anything else to say about that,
0: what's your number two? So my number two, I'll jump back into the the virtual interrogation pro- program. Mm-hmm. So a lot of interesting things, like they're trying to break down, like, okay, they, they say his name's Riker. Like, who do you work for? And you kind of touched on a lot of these things too. But the idea behind this is like the mind is thinking it's being tortured to death. You know, and you can die thousands of times and you can, you know, feel all these pains. Like we see the dude like burning his legs off, setting him on fire, mm-hmm. cutting off fingernails, uh, putting these like slug-like dart, mini dart type of things inside his body. And the great thing about this is they keep interweaving the actual current time frame with his training when he was uh on, I don't know, some off planet, his mm-hmm. off world. And he was at the pipe. And this is where he, you know, they keep cutting back between him. And I'm guessing it's a, a lady that's fallen in love with him at some point, mm-hmm. training him how to get through this. And he uses that to perfection to get out of his current situation. Now, the thing that I, you know, you say, okay, well, you don't really learn too much about the virtual interrogation in the current timeline. But the previous timeline, you learn that somehow he was involved with this it seemed like he was on the bad side of this battle for at some period of time. Like he was fighting for the bad guys, what we consider the bad guys. Right. And he was the only one that survived this massive explosion that this lady caused. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: him and the girl that's kind of teaching him all this stuff have some type of relationship too. like, you you get a sense that there's some sexual tension maybe or some like emotional tension, good or bad. You just don't really know. But I do love that they just kind of interweave those back and forth and he, you know, fakes his own heart attack somehow to come out of this. And he starts going on, "It's like, I'm a CTAC officer and the first person that lets me out lives. And the two, you know, dopey dudes that are like, oh, God, I'm going to let out because <laughs> I don't want to die. And he goes right to his pink bag It's like, nope, everybody's dead. Pew, pew, pew.
1: So badass.
0: Yeah. But it's just kind of an interesting world where, like, you know, we think of torture today. It's like, well, that's inhumane, but look at this kind of torture. Like, isn't that even more inhumane? Like you essentially kill the person. They, their body feels like they killed. It's like, nope, spin you right back up and do it all over again.
1: Right. Because yeah, you can, you can feel it and you know, you can feel the pain, even though it's virtual pain, your body isn't truly being destroyed like that, but you think that it is and you feel that it is. Um, I think it would be I mean that's like the worst kind of torture. It's worse than being like i guess awake and or in the real weren't they calling it in the real when you come back to yeah, the real like that. so if if it sounds a lot worse because at least eventually hopefully you you would die and not you know they can't like re- up you again, but yeah, this was pretty awful, and I mean, I remember watching this and it was I was quite shocked. That like the the brutality, and i mean i've I've mentioned it before i mean it it's some of it's kind of shocking to watch we talked a little bit about in the last episode that the the at the banquet at at Bancroft's with that the uh the couple that were fighting each other to the death, I mean that was really brutal, that fight was. You know, but I I kind of like that the show goes there. And I I got that with this episode, too, when, the, when he called him Demi. I guess his name was Dimitri, um, called him Demi, uh, just walked right up you know, when he was still mad at him for not saying what he wanted him to say and that he wasn't breaking him down. And he just walked up and just, bam, shot him right in the head mm-hmm. with like no hesitation. And I I, I remember I kind of jumped back a little bit like, whoa, you know, I w- was not quite expecting just that sudden You know, bam, your dad kind of thing, and then as you mentioned, when he uh, showered him with gasoline and all over that that towel, was rough. I mean, that was brutal. I mean, they they went for it and they showed his face because he's covered in gasoline. His face is gonna, his whole face and upper body is gonna go up because he's completely covered in it. And I mean. It was horrible to watch, but at the same time, I'm I'm like, I really like that they go there, that they're brave enough to give us that brutality and, you know, I think really put you, for me anyway, in the moment, I feel, and, and really kind of give you a sense of it. Because um, I felt like, I mean, clearly I didn't feel like I was on fire, but I felt like I was kind of in that moment and it really brought you to what it would feel like. And when he grabs those damn pliers and rips his damn fingernail out... Oh man, I can't watch that shit. Yeah, it gets me I, every time. Seeing teeth pulled or fingernails pulled out, I'm just The fingernail
0: thing is that's gotta be miserable. <laughs> like I can only imagine how awful that would feel.
1: Yeah. I just um I just like that they can go there with the with the brutality. I think that this is a brutal world. Um and you know, I and I think it's kind of you have to be exposed to it a little bit to kind of understand it, and I think that's what they're trying to trying to show us. So, yeah, really good.
0: But yeah, that's all I really had for my number two was just this kind of virtual interrogation program. Now I'm glad we don't have them yet.
1: I'm glad. Oh my gosh, please don't be like Black Mirror and <laughs> and come up with this. I think we've seen similar things in Black Mirror, right? With this, your digital conscious being stuck in something similar to yeah. this. Yeah. Uh huh. And it being in its own torture. (laughs) (laughs) Very good number two. I like it. Well, my number two, we've already talked about with the sensitivity training, and I didn't really have any more to say about that because I could go on and on about the inappropriateness of it and go on a total rant and get on my soapbox, but I won't do that. But I think that, you know, with everything that's in our current environment today, in our current climate Uh, you know, with, you know, women fighting for equal rights and equal pay and the whole Me Too movement and stuff that I think that, you know, and then watching this and I'm kind of like, really, have we, have we not advanced (laughs) at all? (laughs) Please don't let this be like a prediction of things to come. Please tell me that we evolve and become better (laughs) than, (laughs) than, than what we saw. So anyway, that was my number two. So why don't we go ahead and skip to your number one?
0: Yep, and my number one we've already talked about was just the Riker and Ortega relationship and the mystery that's involved behind that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm anxious to see more of that. I'm intrigued. Uh the I feel like this story just gets deeper and deeper, or that spider keeps weaving his web all over the place. And my I can't keep up. Um okay, so my number one is game over. Uh which I know this wasn't quite a video game for him, but you know, it was kind of like he, I thought it was so super cool how he was able to channel that training that he got from Quell, um, when he was training as an envoy and that he was able to, uh, beat the construct and kick some serious ass, uh, while being coached by Quell. Cause we see how he's able to kind of project those people. We've seen him like do this projection of his sister. Uh, we see Quell, you know, being present, um, for him anyway, and him hearing, you know, and, and coaching him and her instructing him and reminding him of his training and how it brings him like back and how she has this pull clearly has this pull to him, him and his, and his sister, it looks like, or I'm sorry, this uh, other person Quell and his sister have these types of relationships or connections or that he had connections with them. they're able to pull him and draw him out And I just thought that whole scene was super cool. I like when, you know, she's sitting there talking to him as he's he's now back in the reel, but he's still strapped to the table and they're completely perplexed. Like, no one ever does that. How did you do that? And she's instructing him and t- telling him, you know, that's good because he's planting that that idea in their head. And she said it's spreading like a bacteria. And then she says, dividae impera." And I was like, ooh, what's that mean? So, of course, I'm looking that (laughs) up. And it means divide and rule. Split the opposition so that it ceases to threaten your own power. Um, So, I like that. I think that's my new tattoo. But (laughs) (laughs) I just thought you already kind of talked about it when he, you know, out of his bag, grabs his new guns that he's purchased on their black market there. And just... Goes on and takes everyone out, and he doesn't just take the folks in that room out. He kind of takes out that whole clinic. I mean, he just went on a on a complete rampage, and uh, it, it, you know, and I and I don't know that it's so much for what happened there in that moment, but I think probably for other moments as well, for maybe his part in in what the story that Quell was talking about with that um. Oh, and I can't think of her full name, if Ifigenia, um, because she's like you know, the only people that would have known that were the people that were there. And he, he's, he pretty much confirms it. Like, yeah, I was there, but I only survived because my clearance wasn't high enough and they took me out or whatever of the room.
0: Um, That's pretty dark. Like to think about in that case, like, yeah, yeah, I would have been dead too, but you know, I wasn't important enough kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we know that he was somehow involved in this type of torture because you know, she was talking about how they tortured her friend, this um, Iphigenia, uh, you know, like killed her and raped her hundreds of times. Um, And then before she finally, um, you know, got them in the reel and then proceeded to uh, detonate the bomb inside of her, implanted in her and killed them all, which, hey, good for her. Um, But I, I just wonder how much of that rage was so much in the moment versus maybe kind of taking it out on the fact that he was a part of that before in his previous life um, and how, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of like killing his demons a little bit is what it seemed like. So, but I thought it was a badass scene. I, I love how he just grabs his cute pink little backpack with the unicorn yeah. on it.
0: <laughs> that was a great shot. Like that, again, like that feels very deadpool and where he's like grabbing this <laughs> unicorn, you know, if they had the rights to yeah, Hello Kitty, I figured that's what would be on there. <laughs> I
1: know. But I lo- I dig unicorns, so I love the unicorn thing. This cute little girl backpack because it's little too. It's not just like a, oh, a yeah, big yeah. backpack. It's like a, a kid size, so it looks so tiny. I don't know how how tall um, Joel Kinnaman is or how big he is. Um, he looks pretty average size, six foot six one. Maybe maybe he's bigger. It's kind of hard to tell the scale in the show, but he looks like a you know pretty good regular size guy. And so it's this tiny little <laughs> big backpack compared to his size, and just full of guns and yeah i just I love that when he's walking away, just kind of strutting away with it, uh knowing it's you know full of guns and dangerous things, but um, I'll keep packaging on the outside so, <laughs> that's, just thought that whole scene was really cool. I really like that I love that whole mind it, I know it's more complicated than that, uh but I really dig the whole mind over matter thing i I do believe in that. Um, and I, because I, I use it, I, I use it in, in my own life, um, on, on things and it works for me if I can concentrate hard enough. Like he had to really focus and concentrate to get to that point. So to me, it was a lot like mind over matter, which I really love. Um, even though, um, I've never had to use it while someone's pulling out my fingernails or setting me on fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I hope you never have to.
1: (laughs) I never have to either. So that was my number one. Do you have any notes?
0: Uh, So my big notes, uh, one of the things I thought was cool was these virtual police lines. So basically, Mm -hmm. instead of using like yellow tape, they have like virtual lines that you kind of walk through. Yeah. Which, you know, was a small touch to this world, but was pretty cool. Um, Kovach clearing the building, like you kind of said, seemed very much like a video game. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. now, you know, the final level, and just going around and just destroying this office building.
1: Yeah, good comparison. Um,
0: in that room, there's the dead girl in the room, which I didn't quite know what she was in there, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on with her. Like, it seemed like they were, like, taking away her body parts. Yeah, like, that was them.
1: creepy. That was it. Okay, they kept going to her, and I know I'm totally kind of hijacking your notes, but I'm glad you brought that up because were we supposed to know that girl? That wasn't the girl from jacket off. Was it the the girl that um, they killed?
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: The one that injected him in the last episode when they kidnapped him at the end. I know she was like wearing a wig and this girl looked like she had longer hair, but for some reason they kept showing her face and I'm going to feel really dumb. Maybe I need to go back and, and, and watch again. But she looked really plasticky. Like, uh, like she wasn't quite real, which I I know that she was supposed to be a real body, but she just looked um, kind of dollish or something. And they kept showing her face like we're supposed to know who she is. Maybe if it was just for effect, but it, I don't know. Maybe I it was just me.
0: I think it was, but maybe. But okay. again, it was just kind of weird that like they're harvesting her body and we don't really know why. Like I thought maybe like whenever something happened to him, they're using her to kind of like fix him, but that didn't really make sense either. So mm-hmm. Kind of another mystery in the show. Yep. And the last note I have is the guy that they're trying to figure out who was at the party is a ghost walker.
1: So he's got some
0: kind of like super high tech that, you know, basically makes him invisible to all other kinds of like surveillance. So it's kind of interesting to see like what's this dude's deal. Like he's kind of been like tracking. He's kind of just the guy in the background watching and we don't really know why yet.
1: Yeah, that looked to be the same guy that we saw spying on Kovach when he was um, having sex with Mrs. Bancroft. Mm-hmm. That he was there and then he wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, they've certainly planted that in us now. We're going to probably see more about that. It's it's so cool. We got a lot of little interesting um, peeks into some of the other technology in this world with, you know, you can rent a sleeve. Uh, you you know, you have this guy that can, you know, trick and fool the surveillance and be a ghost walker. Um, we've seen this VR world, this torture world, which looks damn awful. Um, and I'm glad he took everyone out. That seems like a horrible place. Um, yeah. Any other notes?
0: Nope. That was my final note.
1: Cool. I'm kind of looking over mine. Um, I think we covered most of mine already about renting the sleeve i really like the game the um line that quell had beat the player not the game
0: Mm, yes that was a great line
1: yeah i really like that there's a lot of really great lines i really need to write down more of them but i get so focused on what's happening because this is i feel like i almost need to watch the show a third time when we (laughs) (laughs) when we podcast on it because it's like i feel like even though i get a lot more out there of the second round um there's still so much more i could go back a third time and catch more um, but i really like that one we talked about grandma and her sense of humor we talked about all Hallows eve and poe and his costume i just <laughs> <good> <laughs> it was just so perfect that you were just <laughs> standing there just like what else do you expect me to wear you know yeah. i mean it's it's all Hallows eve dang <sighs> it um so i really dig that that he was so into it and so I think we've pretty much covered all of my notes already and I'm just interested to see where we go from here
0: yeah again this didn't really feel like an episode full of stuff it was very much laying the groundwork for for next week's episode I think
1: you're totally right I think it's definitely a setup kind of episode it wasn't bad I don't think I think it was interesting and as always I think there's some really great dialogue I think the writing's really great in my opinion and um yeah, set up episode cuz we're at what episode 4.
0: Yeah, so next week's episode will be the halfway mark.
1: So yeah, so we're we're we need to get some stuff set up so then we can kind of start getting to the end of the of the um season here. So probably a good time to have that set up episode for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. So now we are ready to move to some of the news. Of this show. Sean, you want to start us off on the first one?
0: Yep. So our first one comes from the Hollywood Reporter. So our interview with Brian Byron. Is it Byron or Byron? Byron.
1: Yep.
0: Byron. Byron Mann, who plays OG Kovacs on Netflix's Alter Carbon to talk about the show's success and the training he had to endure to be physically ready for his role. Mann has done a share of physical training for physical roles like The Man with the Iron Fist and Street Fighter the movie. But according to the actor, training for the Netflix show was harder than he expected. They had me training with two personal trainers. I had to get big and I had to get ripped at the same time. So that's a lot of work. He told THR. It was definitely the hardest show in terms of training that I've been involved with with the major success of the show. The one question on viewers minds is if there will be a season two with the show being originally based on three books with different storylines. The idea of another season doesn't sound far off. While man did share details, he told THR. I think there's going to be departures as I've heard, but again, it's not been greenlit. So nobody really knows what it's going to be like.
1: Ooh, Yeah, I'm waiting for that announcement to see if Netflix greenlights the season 2.
0: I hope so. I would I would love to get like the booked for a show where like, "Hey, we're going to give you two personal trainers and a cook and we're going to get you ripped." I'm like, "All right, let's do this."
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if someone will pay for me to have a trainer and cook for me, I could do it no problem. <laughs> and then get paid a lot of money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Didn't sound so terrible. Um, Okay, so the next uh, news item that we have is from Black Mirror. So if... You haven't listened to us before and know that we uh, just before covering Altered Carbon covered season four of Black Mirror. So that's why I try to incorporate if there's some uh, news, something newsworthy, uh, I like to report it as well. And this was big news indeed. So that's why I'm sharing it. I'm sure all of our listeners out there uh, who love Black Mirror will be happy. So Black Mirror was renewed for season five. At Netflix.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that means we still have a job, Sean. If we lose one thing, at least we still have Black Mirror to look forward to if we have nothing else. So the Netflix anthology from Charlie Brooker will return for a fifth season Netflix announced on Monday. A premiere date and episode count have yet to be announced. The streaming giant confirmed the news with a teaser Pointing to s- several critically praised episodes from Black Mirror's catalog, and ended with a message referencing season two's "Be Right Back," which starred Haley Atwell and Domhnall Gleeson. The teaser played to the show's recognizable tune, which is also one big Easter egg to season four's "Black Museum," which included a reference to nearly every episode of the series. So, I know I tweeted that out and put it out on our Instagram, so you can go check that out. Um, or check out Netflix's um, account as well. It was a pretty cool little teaser and announcement for season five. Um, the yeah. only uh, the only thing is we don't know how many episodes and we don't know when it's going to be back. I have a feeling we're probably not going to see it in 2018.
0: Yeah, my guess would be sometime in 2019. That would make sense.
1: Yeah, so um, good news indeed. I was very excited for that one, so...
0: All right, so our last story has possible spoilers for Stranger Things news. So if you, uh, if you haven't seen all Stranger Things, go ahead and skip a, f- a little bit ahead. But this comes from the avclub.com, and Maya Hawke will play a cool alternative girl on Stranger Things. So according to Variety, Maya Hawk, the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke, has been cast in the third season of Netflix Stranger Things as an alternative girl who's tired of her mundane day job. Naturally, as a character in Stranger Things, she eventually gets more than she bargained for when she discovers yet another dark secret in the town of Hawkins, Indiana. Friday also says that Priya Ferguson has been upped to a reoccurring role for season three. She played the younger and very cool sister of Caleb uh, Macklin's Lucas. So we should be seeing more of her whenever the third season premieres on Netflix.
1: Yeah, if you remember, she was uh, little Erica, Lucas's sister. Yeah.
0: I have a feeling she probably did like her own negotiating on her contract. (laughs) I
1: feel she probably did too. She probably looked at her parents, looked at her agent, whoever, and said, I got this and and did it herself. She, I bet she's just a sassy in real life. Uh, I really, really liked that character, Erica. So it's really cool to see her come back and it's cool to see some new uh, flesh and blood uh, come into the show as well. Maya Hawk, um, it's kind of, kind of, I forgot that Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke had kids, um, but she looks a lot like Uma Thurman. She is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. So go check that out. Um, okay. So we come to one of my favorite parts of our podcast and that is listener feedback. Um, we have one piece of feedback this week so far. It's from Steve Brown. Um he starts with a quote he says I became insane with long intervals of horrible sanity. And that is from Poe from the show. So I like that. Thanks, Steve. Um, he goes on to say, it appears that when they arrest someone, they take their stack out and house it separate from the sleeve. We found out that Kovach is in the sleeve of a wrongfully convicted cop. During the VR training and torture, I kept thinking, you think that's air you're breathing from the Matrix?
0: Oh, nice call!
1: Oh, man. good callback, Steve. God, I love the Matrix. Um, the stack sleeve technology is alien. I know, right? Um, he also says just a thought on the future of altered carbon that may have already come up or not because they use sleeves. Uh, Joel Kinneman does not necessarily have to stay as Kovach. Future seasons could put him into other sleeves. In fact, we don't know what was meant by the 250 years in the first episode. Was it 250 since he originally died or just since his last sleeving? I'm coining that word. It has not been used yet in the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you, you get all the credit, Steve. Um I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and if, you know, I think we should number 1 get a season 2 um, yes. confirmation and then let's see about casting. Good thoughts, Steve. Thank you so much for writing in. I put out feedback um just a little bit late this time around. I apologize, folks. The real life happened, and there was some crap going on, and I totally just lost track of that. so sorry about that if you meant to leave feedback, but you know you can leave feedback on any episode um, at any time, even if I don't post anything about it, you can email us at any time. It can be on stranger things. If you're just now, cause we got an, a really cool email from Melissa. I'm not going to read it because she just kind of popped in, uh, with, you know, saying that she jumped on the stranger things show and found our podcast. Um, so, you know, anytime that you are, if you're if you're new to Stranger Things, new to Black Mirror, new to Altered Carbon, whatever we're covering, um, I appreciate listening to anything and everything that folks are giving us, and for taking the time to care so much to want to talk to us about the show or any show that we're covering. So thanks, everyone. Uh, it does mean a lot getting that stuff.
0: Yeah, thanks, everybody. All right, so next week we'll be covering the fifth episode from Alter Carbon titled The Wrong Man. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. (laughs) It was the one-armed sleeve. (laughs) So after learning his sleeve's identity, Kovacs demands the full story from Ortega. A tip from Poe leads to a major breakthrough in the Bancroft case.
1: Uh, Well, I can't wait. I'm definitely ready to hear more about Riker and, of course, the rest of the story as well. Uh, yeah, the who,
0: story is going to be falling into place. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where we go from here and how it all ties together. I think that we're going to start seeing, it, it feels a little jumbled. I feel like we're kind of a little bit scattered. I know I didn't mention that earlier. Maybe I should have talked about it when we were talking about our top five and notes as far as some of the, you know, we're kind of, I feel drifting a little bit from the main point while we were, maybe this is the main point, but while we were originally drawn into the story um, so I'm hoping it, it all gets a little bit more tied together. So I'm hoping for a payoff soon. Um, we are really excited for you to choose a leave with us, but until then you can follow us on Twitter at strange T cast.
0: You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash stranger T And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod
1: please go check us out on our social media pages. We have a lot of fun on there, and we'd like to include you on that fun. Um, But you can also, if you're not into that, you can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app.
0: You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like The Cast at Podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts.
1: And make sure to check out Sean in his other podcast, The Language of Bromance. It comes out every Sunday. Sean, we just can't keep you tied to a chair. You're just a busy guy. I've got so
0: much going on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But yeah, and and pretty soon we're going to be doing our 200th episode and we're going to get special guest Rima Joe, (gasps) yeah, and Jason from the Walking Dead cast, Evil Dead cast, American God cast, Westworld cast.
1: Someone else you you can't tie down to a chair. Yeah,
0: I know, right? (laughs) Uh, and we're just basically going to open up kind of, we're calling it Ask a Bro. And any kind of questions you want to <laughs> ask, send them our way.
1: Oh, I'm a little bit scared.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, Episode 28, Force of Evil.
1: Until next time, I'm Rima.
0: And I'm Sean.
1: And Rhonda from Ontario is strange indeed.
0: buenas noches. Happy holidays. Oh, it used to be that you were the one everyone thought was a problem walking in. Not now. Remember
1: my mother? Uh, maybe five is enough, mamá. Por favor, tu papá era el devoto. Yo solo iba a la iglesia a beber un poco de la sangre de Cristo, ¿sabes?
0: <laughs> mamá, respeta las tradiciones. Al ejemplo los niños.
1: ¿Me? Your traditions, they tell you to live without love? Mm-hmm. You think this is a good thing?
0: It's a fucking tragedy, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe we should only get one body. But then you have to enjoy it. Not feel trapped every minute of your life. Ah, con permiso, I have to <laughs> Hey, guard, I'm being standing up. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, we are about to hit a huge milestone in our career of podcasting. I am able to poop without assistance. Yeah. Finally. I didn't hold your hand the last time, though. Mom always said the day would come. <laughs> <laughs> no, Richard. Besides that, we are about to hit our milestone for our 200th episode. 200 straight weeks, mind you. And we were wanting to do something super special. So what we planned, Richard, is we're going to have the LLB Army ask us questions so for our 200th episode we're gonna do an ask a bro type of episode yeah you can send us questions like why are you still doing this do you hate yourselves (laughs) and why haven't you two just gotten married yet it's legal (laughs) well if you want to ask that question you can ask it damn it yeah yeah But to help us celebrate this huge accomplishment, Richard, we're going to be welcoming a couple of Podcastica Network's own, Rima Joe from Strange Indeed, and Jason from the Walking Dead cast. He's also from the Evil Dead cast, American God cast, and the Westworld cast. It's like a television-o-cast. Yes. The television guru. the people who know everything about the good TV shows are going to be like coming on and... They're gonna be like, what? what? What's wrong with your audience? Why are they asking these questions? Yeah. why do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> They're all slightly homoerotic. Well, yeah. Are these all from you, Sean? That's our yeah. people. That's our sweet spot. It's <laughs> so like we said. We are opening up these questions for anything. You know, if you want advice, personal or theoretical, we're gonna answer anything. They could be as personal or as R-rated as you want. Like we said, if you've ever wanted to know if Richard and I have made out, well, you know, you know, you want to ask that question, right? Yeah. You want to know, so all you have to do is ask. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so please get those questions emailed to eatthebeaver at languagebromance.com. You can Facebook us at www.facebook.com language of or you can tweet us these questions at language bro. Just make sure to get them to us by April 7th to be featured in this huge celebration episode, the 200th Language of Bromance episode.